Hey guys, welcome to another episode. What do we know podcast? How are you doing, Chris? I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. How do you feel now the football's back on? Yeah, it's all good to be um, football's back. Obviously, we've had the, the football season started this week. Obviously, the Man City Arsenal game, and uh, as usual, Arsenal being Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal being Arsenal. Um, David Luiz just you know completely ruined the game, but then. You know, I, I looked at that game thinking, well, you know what, David Luiz, Bible saying the game, the game wasn't right, the atmosphere was a bit weird. But then you look at the Bournemouth game, and what was the excuse? What was the excuse there? It just wasn't. It wasn't right. It just typical us being slightly at the back, uh, soft. But you know what? I, I I'm gonna blame it on the on the atmosphere. I'm I'm sorry. No one's gonna believe no. You know, you might be skeptical. You might, be, you know, you know, you might be like, "I'll oh, come off it." It's not, you know, uh, there's no excuse. But for me, the atmosphere just wasn't right in the game. And I compared that. I compared that game to other games, like the United game. I actually enjoyed that game. I actually thought it was all right. The pace was good. It was fast paced. Uh, you know, you could tell that they were playing for something. I didn't feel that in the uh, in the Arsenal game, the, the, the second one. Yeah, obviously we know um, the crowd noise has obviously been pumped into each game, which we know of. And obviously it started in the Bundesliga and now obviously the Premier League teams are now taking it into place and putting it in for themselves. And do you know what? Even when watching the United game and watching the games on Saturday, it, it did make a difference. But as you were watching the game, it didn't make that much of a difference because you know it from what I know is... Mm-hmm. When you actually watch the live games and whatever game you do watch, yeah. there tends to be periods of game where the crowd are silent. You've seen that at the Emirates. I've seen that at Old Trafford where there's parts where it's just complete silence. And you think, yeah. where's the noise? Where's the chanting? So in, a ba- in, in some good way, it kind of has consistent chanting, even though it's for the home team. You know, I'll tell you this. Uh, obviously, the, the artificial noise isn't 100% the same, right? But it has made it a bit more enjoyable to watch. Okay, but then you get some people online on Twitter, for example, saying that uh, it's great. It's exactly the same. There's no excuse now. I'm sorry, but in games, if you make a few too many bad passes, the crowd gets on. You know, you start to get abused. You start to get booed or you get the opposition fan base, you know, chanting at you or, or laughing at you or, you know, whistling at you every time you're on the ball. You can't ignore that. Like those are factors that you cannot ignore. And without that, g- give it a few games. I reckon the players are going to be used to it. Okay, but they won't feel as much pressure because they know there's no abuse, there's no pressure from the crowd. So yeah, okay, yep. they might feel you know like they can play full pace, they'll be fitter, but it's not the same. There will be no difference. There won't be any home and away like advantage or whatever. It will just be the same. True. All these social media experts out there, I, I don't know where you got this difference from because you clearly probably haven't even gone to a game. You, yeah. If you've gone to a game, you'll see the difference. There's exactly. no way these artificial sounds are exactly the same as what it is in the real-life environment. Mm. I'm, no way. If it is, the, the clubs might as well save themselves money because you, you're calling the fans if you think that's the same. Let's put it that way. It's not the same. There's no way it can be the same. If you're a player... Yeah, I guess it depends what kind of player you are. But if you're a defender, for example, and you're you're going away to uh, Anfield, you know you're in for a tough time. If you yeah. if it's full of cra- uh, if it's full of fans, you know you're you're for uh, for a tough time. Old Trafford, all those kind of stadiums. But 
if you know you you're next weekend you're playing uh you're playing Liverpool and it's behind closed doors and it's artificial people noise, you you're not gonna mind it. You'd rather pick that scenario any day of the week. Any day of yeah. the week. It's like yeah. um what was his name? Um uh who scored that penalty? Uh Bruno uh Bruno, Bruno. Fernandez. Yeah. He said himself in the in the atmosphere, in the uh in the interview. Um in out there in the fields, all good. Yeah, but no, did. yeah, Bruno Fernandes, the, the the crowd wasn't the same. Uh, even though the players were still playing the same game, it just didn't feel right without the fans. It's so, I think that's what he said. Bruno Bruno Fernandes said, but basically the reporter said something like, what was it like taking the penalty? It must have been easier because there's no fans on your back. He didn't yeah. say that word for word, but that's what he was trying to say. And Bruno Fernandes said, Depends what kind of striker you are. It depends on the player. I like the pressure. I like, you know, you know what I mean? I like the pressure. It, I probably would have taken it even better if fans were there. Maybe he said it tongue-in-cheek. Tongue in I, I don't know. But you could say that, okay, what about the, the players on the other end, on the other scale that would yeah. crumble under the pressure? It's, these are factors you cannot ignore. You can't say... You know, oh, it sounds the same, so it's fine. You know, I'll tell you what it sounded like watching it. I thought it was okay. I thought, but the Arsenal game, I felt like I was watching, no disrespect to uh, fans from other leagues, other countries, it, I felt like I was watching a team, a game in a lower league. With... So they, I think they've improved the actual sound because compared to how it was on Wednesday, for example, oh yeah, with the, with the Arsenal game to how it was yesterday on Saturdays, it's a huge difference. I, I don't know if the FA have spoken to the clubs or they've been given new sounds or something like that, but it's a, it's a big improvement. It's a huge improvement. It, I, even when I was watching, I was watching multiple games. I watched the Leicester game. I watched the United game. I've watched uh, the Arsenal game, for example. And I, I'm still watching the football, which is good. But mm. I'll tell you the truth. There were times where I was like, I wanted it just to be half time. It just got to a certain points of the game where I kind of like knocked off. Not like because I was bored of it. It's just like it didn't feel right without the sound. Tell you what, uh, let's compare it to when the Bundesliga first started, when it, when, mm. the, when it first came. And there was no noise. It was yeah. so dead. If yeah. the Premier League was like that right now, I tell you now, I would struggle. I'd still watch the games I have to watch. Obviously, we're heavily involved in the game and the, with the podcast. I'd force myself to watch it. But I would not be enjoying it right now. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather watch Bake Off. Than, than the British, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, is than than this rubbish. But having the noise, it kind of made it. It added to the game. But to say yeah. that it's just the same, it's fine. It's that's rubbish. I don't know who you're trying to kid. You're kidding. Exactly. Me. I don't know who. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who said it. But whatever the case. But the thing that confused me um, over this weekend, and I don't know if it confused you because I don't think I saw this on Wednesday. But maybe you know, maybe I had a clouded judgment. But What's with these water breaks? Oh, what is with these water breaks? Like, look, when I saw it in the Tottenham United game, I was watching it and I was like 20, 25 minutes in. Maybe my timing's wrong, but I watched and I was like, what's going on here? All of a sudden, all the players are running off to the sideline having the water. And I'm like, what is going on? You got 20 minutes to first half ago. What do you need a water break for? That's it's been exactly raining for the last 20 minutes. You can get your water from there. Exactly what Gary Neville said. And I was in agreement. I was like, why do you need a water break? It's that's not that exactly warm. how I felt. 
it wasn't even that hot. I was watching and thinking, where are we in Qatar? It's not even that hot. It's like there's so many things like the extra substitutions, the, uh, you know, even that's a farce. I don't care. I know that uh, one of the reasons for that was I think they said more, more rotation is safer yeah. for the players. I'm sorry, one extra uh, one extra sub is not going to make much of a difference. If you it's are two. that concerned, oh, it's two. Or, yeah, even yeah. if it's two. If you're that scared, if you are that concerned, have it like an American team where you where you rotate in a lot more players. And if you are that concerned, why are we playing in the first place? Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I think I, that's I don't the get the water breaks though because you, they ha- what is with the water breaks is you have one per half. Okay, mm. fine, but. Do the players not to put, sorry not to put it in a bad way, but do you really need a water break within twenty five minutes and another one within seventy minutes? It's it nice. breaks the flow of the game because if the, nice. if the other team have a possession of the game and all of a sudden you're attacking and all of a sudden the ball goes down, go all oh, right, you got a water break now. Oh, come the professional on, athletes, water break for? the professional athletes playing in in UK weather, which is not extreme. And we're in yeah. summer, let's forget, let's remember. And UK yeah. summer is never that hot. Come on. Come on. Remember yeah. the World Cup? I think it was in the, the well, the last World Cup in Russia where it was yeah. super hot and they had water breaks. Or South Africa. Yeah. I get it. I In these in these tournaments, I get it. Because especially the South African uh, uh, World Cup, it was hot. I yeah. get that. But when you're playing in UK weather in summer, and by the way, it's not even that hot. Come on. Cool. No, I, I get it. Okay, so obviously in the next couple of weeks, the weather tends to be, it's going to be warmer. So you're getting to your 28 to 30s coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm. If you had a water break then and it said, look, it's 30 degrees, health and safety, the players are going to need water throughout, throughout a certain period of the time. Fine. You, you shouldn't be doing it when it's pouring down with rain or if it's like 18 degrees. We played in the park when it's been 30 degrees and done fine for a couple of hours. It's ridiculous. I'm, I don't I'm get sorry. it. I sound negative, I know, but it's ridiculous. When you when when I look at these things, I just think to myself, oh God, this is like a business transaction. This is like we're just playing for the sake of it. But that being you, said, you think they're gonna have it like next? Something I'm worried that they're gonna have this in certain points of the season next season uh, uh, or in future not, seasons. I like wouldn't when be happy. Spring and summer, like they're gonna have these water breaks during European tournaments or World Cups where. Water break. I won't like, be happy. Someone's gonna really think about this and go, "Why do you need? Why do you have one in each half? Like, can't just have one at half time. Have your water. Forty-five minutes full time. It's not like you're playing basketball or baseball or other sports where it's like four or five hours long. Yeah, that's when you need a break. This is only ninety minutes, and it's supposed to be non-stop football, other yeah. than fifteen minutes in between. And you got half, a half as well. You got half time. 45 minutes. These guys are conditioned. These guys are top-level athletes. We're not, you know, they're not doing anything in, uh, you know, like over-demanding. These guys have been training all their lives for this. I'm, I'm hoping this is my wishful thinking of it. Is I'm hoping is maybe in the next couple of weeks, as the season goes on, that they'll stop these water breaks. Maybe they're doing it just to begin with, because obviously due to match fitness, they don't want to cause players any more fatigue or injury. But yeah. I'm Who hoping the next three weeks they don't have these water breaks no more. Why, if I see this in the next in the nine weeks, place? sorry. Why? Why do we even? Why do we even have it in the first place? I don't get it. I do not know. 
I, I'd hope someone can explain it to us. Yeah, I don't know why. Guys, some of you guys listening out there, send us a tweet. I would love to know. That will save us a bit of Googling, but I think it's ridiculous. One I, no, I'm in total agreement with you because I don't understand why. Mm. Like they're gonna end, you know what's gonna happen next? Mm. They're gonna start having water breaks, then they'll start having protein bars, then they'll start having <laughs> bananas, then they'll start having apples, then you're gonna start seeing like a canteen coming outside the football ground, and everyone's like, gonna have their food 25 minutes in. All like tennis. <laughs> Actually, I nearly said all like tennis, but even tennis they don't have it like that. And even well, okay, let's use tennis, tennis, for example. They play even for five in, hours. Exactly. Tennis plays four or five hours and they have sets and they have they have specific breaks in play. Like and it and it's intensive. Don't get you know, let's let's be real. Tennis is sprinting from from side to side and forwards and backwards for for three, four, five hours on end. I'm not saying the footballers don't do that, but these guys do it right under the sun and they you know they, they need that. Whereas uh, you're yeah. not you're not on the ball for ninety minutes. You're not on the ball for ninety minutes. I'm not trying to right. say that football's not as uh, demanding, but yeah. let's be real. Let's be real for a second. True. So to go back to the weekend's game, we saw some cracking goals this weekend. Oh yeah, did yeah. You yeah. See, did you see Ch- uh, Ch- Ben Chilwell's goal for Leicester? Oh, what a absolute banger. peach! Absolute banger. I tell you, I was banger. gutted for him that it wasn't the winner. Absolutely yeah. gutted. But- Watford's equaliser, that bicycle kick, and that's from a centre-back, bro. Yeah. <laughs> centre-back, come that on. That was, you know what, it was one of those goals you couldn't be angry. You couldn't be angry over it. Like, I, obviously, I'm, ju- I'm just uh, speaking with my, uh, my, with my Leicester hat on, right? And it was like, obviously, I was a bit annoyed when it went in. Mm. I was really annoyed when it went in. But, it's a, you know, it was such a good goal that it's, it's one of them. You think, oh, what else could he do? Enough. But this is this is the thing where we were just talking about the crowd part. As in, mm-hmm. after two worlds scored, the yeah. crowd would have obviously pushed Watford to then get the equaliser. But yeah. obviously, the flip side of it, the crowd weren't then. Obviously, they had the strength within themselves to mm-hmm. uh, build up a, a possession of play and then score the way they scored. But it, that was a good last five, ten minutes it of that is, game. Yeah. But there was with the team, with the with a um, with a crowd, the game could have been completely different. Yeah. Uh, Leicester was, they were on their back for a long time. Yeah. It could have been more than, more than 1-0 when they were up. Oh, you know, who knows? With, a, with the crowd, it could have been a battering, but then it could not have been. There's no way of knowing. Uh, yeah, no, true, true. So we've obviously seen this weekend um, the demise and the continuation of Arsenal Football Club. Yeah. Um, I don't know, me you know, looking outside, looking in, to be fair, the coronavirus break has not helped ch- uh, Arsenal one bit. Yeah, because it, we are, Arsenal was the same the as it was. I'm, I'm trying not to ago. make excuses. I want to make excuses because at the same time, I'm annoyed, right? We're, we're on yeah. a run. I think it was like nine, nine, nine wins or, or something like that. Or no, unbeaten in nine, nine games or something like that. I can't yeah. remember. Uh, or 11 games unbeaten and nine nine clean sheets or something like that. I can't remember. And then all of a sudden, we go into... We come back after the break and then we lose two games on the trot. I want to make excuses, but the other part of me feels like, oh, you know, this is typical. This is typical. Is, uh, typical is, is this Arsenal's mentality? Like, this always happens. It seems like the same script, the same story every mm. season since Wenger's gone. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even saying the manager because we know the managers and the owners are a different story, but... It, it seems to be always the last five ten minutes that Arsenal football club can't just clear the ball. Mm. 
Mm. You let a Brighton player off a short free kick to come into the front post and get it in. And then you let uh, Neil Mampe come, go through one-on-one after a, a route one kick to be one-on-one against your defender and slot it in. Yeah. I've got to give credit to Brighton because they just, they stuck, stuck themselves all the way through. Yeah. Arsenal should have buried them in the first half and should have at least been 2-0 up by, first, by at least 50 minutes. Yeah. Yet again, could not finish the chances. Yeah. Same with, same with United on Friday. We had so many chances. And then even Bernwein's goal with Spurs. A, what's Why Luke Shaw doing yet again on that left left back? Mm. For God's sakes, you keep going too forward and you can't defend. We clearly know that. And you've got Maguire who doesn't know what day of the week it is and tries to go for a ball he couldn't. And Bernwein's ripped past him like he was Sunday league football. Tell you what, I and know it, you could say that he should have saved it. He probably should have. But what... Who, no, they, do you know what it is with De Gea, right? He should have mm. saved it, but I think he's he's mentally not there. You, you You've seen it throughout the season. Like it's, I think he, it's like we said in the last episode of players looking at other destinations. Well, I think he's he looking for the next move. Oh, really? You think he wants to go? I think he does because he, he looks off. I like think he just, just, there's something that's not there anymore. Like He's still a great keeper. I'm not saying that. Now, I, just, something's not there anymore. Mm. Right. I really thought he was going to go. And I thought he didn't want to be there. But since he signed that new contract, like, since he signed that new contract, I, I've been convinced that maybe he does want to, uh, he wants to stay. Maybe he's happy where he is. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just lost. It's hard to say. I, I don't know where I'm at on the... Uh, on his side, but I do feel that Roy Keane was a bit uh, harsh on him. I think. Oh, Roy I Keane. think he was really. <laughs> I felt sorry for you know. Ever was trying to defend him. He was trying to be nice, and then uh, just then you got Roy Keane on the other side. That's just like coming up with all these comments. Surely it doesn't help the team when you got no, a think, uh, United. Legend. What I think about Roy Keane, right? Mm. With Roy Keane, with the amount of success he had for United, he mm. just wants he wants the club to do well, mm. and the way that his successes to the current success, he doesn't like it. Mm. He doesn't like the way the club's being played at the moment, which is why he said what comments he said about throwing punches and yeah, not putting, them, punches. And put, putting them on the taxis and stuff. It's just his aggression of taking it out. He's got to be the bad guy for Sky Sports. Yeah, I think I think right? that's why they got him there as well. I know the way he said it and people have like obviously criticised him and said, oh, he's just a bad apple, he's just a pundit, this, that, the other. But some of the stuff he's actually saying is not that bad, in mm. my eyes. Like, mm. he's saying it aggressively, but he could have put it another way. I get where he's coming from. I was laughing out loud when he was coming up with all of that. I found it uh, funny. But I don't know. I think I thought uh, United played all right. You know, even though... We played even well, we got yet a again. Time, yet we again, played the well. amount of position we've had this season... Mm. We can't finish the chances we had. Martial had two chances he should have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashford had a couple of passes he should have done. Daniel James, he shouldn't be in the squad. Yeah. Finish him. He, there was one chance in the first half that he had. He could have just pinged the ball to Rashford. Rashford was open in the back post. But no, he overcooks the cross and it goes all the way to the touchline. And it's just... You're not first-team material, James. Yeah. I, I just think this get chances... back on your bench, get mm. Greenwood on, and you can clearly see the quality between um, what Pogba and Bruno can do. 
I want that on Wednesday. If I don't see Bruno and Pogba playing that middle on Wednesday, you're going to see me annoyed in the next episode. Let's put it talking way. about it too. Everyone wants to see it. It's, you know, like but why not? This is what I don't understand, just... right? If, if mm. Chelsea beat Aston Villa this afternoon, right? Right. We're going to be more than six points away from them. Mm. I can't expect Chelsea losing two games and then us winning two games on top of Wolves, who got the same points as United to get up that top four. Mm. Just put out the best squad you can. Oli's not, his job's not on the line. Yeah. As long as he gets us Champions League football of some sort, whether it be from the Europa League or whether it be in fifth position, you're getting us to the you're getting us to the top of Europe Europe again. And it will be mission accomplished, really, because at the start of the season, if you said United were going to get Champions League, would you be happy with that, or did you expect more? I'm always going to expect more. Mm. Uh, that's just the way I am. I always want to ch- challenge for the title, but mm. you can clearly see this season, as of last season, we're nowhere near it. But with that so, team as well, with that said, let's be honest, no disrespect, but with, it's such a young team. When yeah. if at the start of the season you said, you know, you're going up against uh, uh Liverpool City, I know Chelsea are looking fairly young as well, but then you got the the likes of Wolves, you know, I'm not saying they're the same level of United, but Wolves, Everton, Arsenal, they're kind of similar teams. Yeah. Like maybe not Everton, but to, so to be like, you know, you're guaranteed uh, uh top four in Champions League at the start. I'll be honest, I thought, you know, United are going to struggle. So if he pulls that off, I'm sorry for anti-Oli fans out there. You've got Oli for a long time if, he's, if he pulls it off. To be fair, even if he doesn't, I think he's staying anyway. I don't, I don't I think, think he's staying. Gonna... I think he's staying for next season. And mm. he'll, I think he'll bring the players in. The... We've got to see how it goes. Because I think, I think he'll stay for one more season. All these anti-Oli people, I get it. Mm. I've, mm. I've seen on him as well. But I don't think he's going anywhere just yet. No, I, I can't I, I see him going nowhere because if United get Champions League, whether it be mm. from fifth or whether it be Europa, he's not going nowhere. And if we get if we get a good right midfielder with a decent centre back, we've got a team. Yeah. But the main thing is we got to keep Pogba on on board because if you saw the last 15, 20 minutes of him playing um, against Tottenham, you saw the class. You saw he the pattern. The game. He completely changed the game as soon as he was on. Him and that link-up with uh, Bruno should, yeah. should have happened from minute one, to be honest. That should Look, have I, I get why he wasn't in the squad to begin with, because he hasn't played for months. Mm. He's not got the minutes behind him. So I get why he wasn't in the squad to begin with. But you put, you only brought him on for the last 20, 30 minutes. You could have put him on the 50th minute if he had to. Yeah. Yeah. It'll but be interesting. You see that pass that he did. For Rashford. Oh, that, that, that from, from the back. Yeah. That was unbelievable. As soon as he did that, I was like, as soon as he came on, to be fair, because I was watching it, I thought it was a decent game. As soon as he came on, I was like, right, let's see what Pogba's got. And I wanted him to do well, though, I'll be honest. I Because I, of all the stick and all the talk, yeah. I wanted him to, to do well. So, to, to the, uh, the way he just mugged off Dyer as well at the end, right? Mugged him right off. I yeah. was loving it. I was loving it. It's a shame he couldn't take that penalty, though. That would have been perfect. Nah, nah, Bruno's Mourinho got that covered, mate. Scoring Bruno's the, the winner against Mourinho. Um, yeah, Mourinho, that would, have been, that would have been hilarious. But Mourinho nah, nah. must have been pissed. Because, again, VAR, they, okay, VAR did do the, its job, right? But the linesmen, the, 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 the refs, why are they do it? Why are they there for some? Like, that's why I ask myself sometimes. Because, uh, that last one was never a penno. 
it was yeah. clear that it was it not a pen. It wasn't. Um, it was not at all because even when I was watching it, I was like, that's not a pen. You could see it when you're watching it on TV. It wasn't a penner. Then when it was given, I was like, huh? All right, penner. And then I was like, no, it's going to be referred. Mm. But I imagine if VAR it. wasn't there. That would have been a penner. You would have lost three points. Yes, I would have been happy. But then it would be unfair on Spurs because that could happen to United quite easily next week or this Wednesday coming. But this just shows the lack of quality in the refereeing is just embarrassing it should never have been called in the first place but another controversial one was the goal uh, uh, in the Villa game that was yeah. again that's an, that's another one what are we doing and then to then for the, for the VAR team then to come out and issue an apology it's not good enough though is it it isn't it's because I think, it, I think it was Sheffield United versus Aston Villa on Wednesday and yeah. because of that they lost three points Exactly. And imagine they get relegated now. Imagine, no, imagine, oh, no, no, no. forget relegation. Imagine that they stay up because uh, yeah. they, they're not going to get relegated. Imagine they stay up by a point, thanks to that one point. Yeah. Shocking. It could happen, though. You see, you see how tight the actual league is. Mm. Obviously, Watford getting point, Bournemouth getting smashed. Yeah. Uh, Norwich getting absolutely dismantled as well. Mm. Uh, the, the bottom of the race is looking tight, and it's going to be a good run to see this relegation battle. I am actually looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I'm trying not to think too much about the fans, but if, if we had the fans, it would have been such a good relegation battle. I just hope that the fans go, uh, sorry, the players go into these games fully focused and not think too much about the the lack of the lack of atmosphere and just stay focused because these are big games. My worry is with obviously this next eight weeks per se that are going to happen. Mm. For me, it's going to be the mid-level teams. Mid-level teams in terms of the mid-table teams oh, where you've got nothing to play for, as in no relegation, no European aspirations. Because mm. to me, it's going to be a waste. It's just not going to be fun to watch because they're going to be like, oh, well, we're still in the Premier League. We're just always packing our positions for it for TV rights. Yeah, like what's the point? What, what, are, they, what are they playing for? Nothing. Exactly. That's a point. That is a very that, good that's, point. My, that's my worry behind it because we're going to be watching games. We're going to be like, not to put it right, it's going to be dull because mm. kind of the fans would kind of drone us out of the actual game itself. But without the fans, you're going to be like, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing to play for. It'll be like a training game. But to, even to go back with nothing to play for, within a couple of weeks, we're going to get our title winners, which is going to be Liverpool. Mm. So are we solely just going to focus on the top four and the relegation zone? But I can see the top four finishing within a month. Yeah, especially if uh, you know, teams like Arsenal are dropping points like that. It's going to be over soon. Uh, so you probably... Who you got? Uh, United uh, heavily, um, you know, definitely in this. Chelsea definitely in this. Uh, if both teams uh, pick up another couple of wins... It, got Wolves you know, as well. On the, on, they're, they're on a winning streak at the moment. Wolves are not getting top four. Wolves they are. They've got 46 it. points right now. Wolves and if Chelsea, Chelsea on 49. Wolves fans, I want to hear from you a lot. Do you really think you're good enough to get top four? Let's no, they, they can get fifth and get Champions League, which is level we need oh, right now. To be fair, we've got City. Yeah, they're not going to get top four. But let's be honest. Do you pick, and I'm not going to sound biased, but do you really pick Wolves to finish ahead of Arsenal? Ahead of Arsenal. Look, Wolves fans. Let's be real. I don't think so. So, to, the top six again there, Chris, if you've got it in front of you. All right, table. so, 
So the fir- obviously first is Liverpool. Mm. You got Man City. Yeah. You got Leicester. I yeah. think we've already said this last week. Top They're your top three. Top three. They're, they're not moving nowhere. Yeah. You got Chelsea fourth. Right. Man City fifth. Man United fifth. Sorry, not not Man City. Mm. Sixth, you've got Wolves. Seventh, you've got Sheffield United. Then you've got Spurs, and then you've got Crystal Palace, and then you've got tenth, you've got Arsenal. Okay, so I would even I would pick Spurs against. I know they've they've lost what they've not won a game in seven games or something like that. I would pick Spurs ahead of all of these. No, okay, let's go for United. I'm going for United to finish above. Uh, Wolves and uh, who was the other one? Was it uh, Sheffield, United. Sheffield, Sheffield United? I would pick United, Chelsea for sure, and then I'd pick uh, Spurs. Any of these three for me? Actually, Wolves ahead. I'm going you might want to think about that, bro. Wolves are, ahead, Wolves are right ahead of Spurs right now. And there's a four point gap between them. How many? Four points. Four points. How many points? Four. There's a gap between Spurs and Wolves. Uh, Spurs and Wolves is a four point gap. Right, so they'll be kicking themselves for not winning last night. Uh, Spurs yep. will for I'm, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, but I want to. I want to hear. I don't know if they really. I think, think, Wolves, will, I think Wolves will give it a right run. I think they're going to have a chance. Mm. Other than um, them going for the Europa League, which is happening obviously in August now. So we're going to tell you now, podcast fans. In August, we're all Champions League and Europa League only. We're not yeah. talking nothing else for a whole month, pretty much for a whole month. If you yeah. if you, tell you the truth now, if you don't like it, listen to something else because we're talking all European football. Mm. Yeah, all teams exactly. And furthermore, our teams are playing in it, so we're going to be fully in, fully focused on it. Well, we didn't get a Euros, so this is it. Well, not Arsenal though. They're they got eliminated, so unfortunately not Arsenal. But what? Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot he got eliminated by Olympiacos. Yeah, don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. I, do you know what? I totally <laughs> forgot you're out of the Europa League. I really, I, I seriously thought yeah, you were in the Europa League. No lie. Yorkos. Wow. Fortunately. Wow, Arsenal fans. Wow, I forgot you're out of the Europa League. Would you even make a Europa League spot right now, Arsenal fans? Let yeah. me know. Let's not go that far. But I agree that there needs to be a big change. Also, I think it's, it's definitely the, yeah. right, uh, the right guy, the right personnel. But need to be making some big defensive changes for sure. Yep. Like the, that defense is not good enough. Uh, it's not good enough. Uh, too many weak, too many weak-minded uh, players at the back. Like yep. David Lewis needs to go. There is no doubt he needs to go. Mustafi, I know he's had a couple of good games under um, uh, under um, uh, Mini Pep. Forgot Mini Pep's Mini name. Pep. Um, <laughs> Arteta. Yeah. But he's had enough chances, hasn't he? He's yeah. had enough chances. So I would strip that whole back line. I would get rid of uh, Mustafi, David Luiz. Yeah. I probably, yeah. whole thing, I'd probably give him a bit of time. He's not really had much chances. He's been injured quite a lot. Bellerin has got to stay. He's just come back from uh, from injury. We've got no no real, you know, no one at the bat in that spot that's just going to blatantly take his place and keep him out. So I'd keep him. Uh, left back again. We've got Tierney coming back. You know he needs some. He needs some time. He's not really been given a chance. He's been injured. Uh, yeah. Saka, you got to give him a chance on the wing. I would not keep him as a right wing back. I know he's played really well. He's come up with a lot of assists, a few goals as well. We've seen him on the wing yesterday. Got to give him a chance on the wing. 
So yeah, you know how we what I mentioned to you yesterday when we were watching obviously the Arsenal game. Um, Arsenal fans come to me on this one as well. Why is Saka the captain? Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know him that well. I, you know, I've, I've only watched him play. He looks like a bright, bright talent, good for Arsenal Football Club. He looks a good talent. I'm, there's nothing wrong with it, but I didn't realize he was that of a he has that captaincy in him. So young. I've got, That's brave of Arteta to give him that. Mm, I got to agree with you. Like he's inexperienced. He's young. So so it was a bit of a bold move from Arteta. But is he really? Captain Material, is he played enough to 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 gain everyone's respect and everyone's uh you know to, to have that authority over everyone and you know I, I don't know I would I would have picked you know anyone else I would have picked Aubameyang Aubameyang has been captain maybe yeah again maybe Aubameyang, if you, if somehow you don't get European football let's say you're still in tenth by the end of the season or even ninth yeah. Then uh, you know what? In the summer, I can see Aubameyang leaving. If you get no European football, I think he's going anyway. I think even if we were to get Champions League, I think once you've got a Real Madrid, because the rumours are it's Real Madrid, they're, they're in for him. I think he's going. You can't. This it's very tough to turn down Real Madrid. We just got to wait and see. Like it's, it's a big summer coming up for Arsenal and a lot of clubs really. Yeah, and I can't hear you. Obviously, due to the football being played as well, we. We know that the uh, market's going to be thinned down to October. So it's got to see how things go. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, anyway, who are you looking forward to the most, uh, to playing the most uh, in the next few games? Well, I'm going to be obviously I'm biased in terms of watching the Man United Sheffield United game on Wednesday. Mm. Obviously, Sheffield United are not mugs. They're going to go for it, even though it's at Old Trafford. So I think that'll be a good game on Wednesday. But I think if I'm if I've seen the fixtures correctly, um, I think Chelsea play Man City on Thursday at 8.15. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And I think that's the same day as Southampton. Yeah, you got Chelsea, Man City on Thursday, which will be an entertaining game to be, mm. uh, to be played. I think I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that, that'll be that, another that'll be game where Liverpool fans watch. are going to be hoping that, uh, you know, that another team do do them a favour. Do you well, see them? Do you see that happening? Do, no. So I think they're going to beat Everton tonight. Mm. I mean, convincingly beat them. And then they're playing um, Crystal Palace on the Wednesday, same day as United, at 8:15 in the evening. And by that time, the title will be wrapped up by Thursday. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. But I'd love it if Everton could pull it. out a game a win tonight. Yeah, the mentality of the Liverpool players is: you got two games. If you win these two, that's it. Your season's done. And they got take a break. they got to be thinking as well to themselves. Over the last couple of months, they must have been thinking, are we, are we going to get this? Is it going to happen? Yeah. So they're going to be thinking, get it over and done with ASAP. And then yeah. whatever happens, the title's done. So they're going to be doing everything to win it. But it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting. I want to see, personally, I, I, I'm not saying that I want uh, Liverpool to lose, but it's been so long since Everton has done anything in, against Liverpool. There's no fans. Take take your chance. I don't know. I can't see it. It's the, I think it's written in the stars, as uh, Tiny Temper said. It's job done. <laughs> Tiny Temper. Yeah. Tiny yeah. Temper, written in the stars, job done. I, I can't see it. Mm. I really can't. It's there, yeah. They're going to win this. Just let them win it, and I don't want to see them anymore. Yeah. 
I don't want to hear this 30 years wish wash. Oh, we haven't won the Premier League. Oh, da, 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 da. no, you've won it. Congratulations, you're going to win it. That's it. Have your social distance parade. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Tell you what, they, they, they won't be doing that. I think they're just going to come out in full force. But the thing is, they're going to be the only ones talking about it apart from Sky Sports. No one else really cares, let's be honest with you, fans. Do you think you will remember that's this? What, that's what I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Let them, let them have their fun. Just don't get involved with the other footballing fans that we love. Mm. We'll do our own stuff. We'll do our own stuff. I, but it will be weird next season, though. Let's say somehow we were able to get fans into the stadiums in uh, in a few months. It's going to be weird to say Liverpool are defending their title because it will feel weird. We've already had three months off, two, three months off, so it will be weird. But hey, let's see what happens. As long as we get fans in the stadium, I, I, I won't mind. I'll be happy. Yeah, but we'll yeah see. I think from what I've read is this, they're looking to do it from September, so which I assume is when the season's going to start again. September. They haven't obviously announced it, but mm. I think they're going to start the season in September and I think they'll let fans in. I don't know if it's going to be of um, limited capacity where they might just go, if it's a 50,000 seat stadium, they might just go, we're letting only 20 or 30. And the rest of you are going to have to just pick and mix like a lottery. Yeah, I, because I don't, I can't see us having a uh, summer break. It's not happening. It's no, summer break is done. There's no play, summer break. Players that, uh, you know, players, that, that was your, um, you know, that was your holiday. Yeah, you that's longer than you get normal. You've had your three months. That was your holiday. I can't see anything happen because uh, if we were to delay and have a summer break, it's going to affect the Euros next year. Next summer is going to be yep. ruined. So there's yep. no way we can have a summer break. So I think we'll we'll, we'll go straight into the next season. I, I think we'll probably have like a one or two, or maybe one or two week break in terms of, right, let's settle it down. Champions League's done obviously the end of August. A couple of weeks, back on again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll That's what I want. I want, it non, I want it non-stop. Do you yeah. know what I realised this weekend? Mm. Maybe you might have realized this as well. So, this is my last point I'm going to say. Right. With all these games that are coming on in the frequent times, you get obviously 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 15. It feels like a European vibe. You know, when you go on holiday and yeah. you know the Premier League's on, watch on holiday. So, you go and watch it in a hotel bar or you go and watch it at some pub at some in the city center of wherever you are. Mm. And yeah. it feels like that European environment where it's late night and you're sitting down after dinner and you're watching it. Yeah, the wait times when it's super late and stuff like that. Or you super late time, like, how you got some games at 9 p.m. or something like Well, 9 p.m. here, timing here. So it, yeah. it feels the same. It does feel the same. It feels a bit weird, though. It actually feels a little bit weird. But I guess Even the, on Saturday, when we were watching it, it had like four or five games and on the bounce mm. from 12 till, what, 10 o'clock in the evening. It yeah. felt like... European vibe even showed the three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. it's taking you what fifty plus years to put a three pm game on just because no one's no one's in the crowd. I agree. We'll have to we'll have to get used to it and see see how things go. But we've got some interesting games coming up this weekend, guys. On yeah. social media, hit us up. Send us a send us a few tweets. We would love to know what you guys think and engage as well on any of the points that we've talked, that we've covered today. Uh, so apart from that, I've been your co-host, Debra Gass, and we'll catch up with you soon. A bye from my co-host, Chris, as well. Peace. Take care, guys. Peace.